Hi everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Social Work Leaders. Today I spoke to Yoande. Yoande is a social worker, a manager and founder of Young Black Social Worker and the Young Black Social Workers Network, which is a space and community to network and connect with other black British social workers. We had a really good conversation about social work and social media, how Yoande started her platforms and her inspiration to do so. We discussed the benefits and challenges of social workers having an online space to speak about the profession and we delve into Yoande's views on what leadership in social work is. This was a really good conversation with a really good example of a social work leader. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm well, how are you? I am good, thank you. How's your week been so far? It's been good. It's been good. Um, I've been on annual leave, so it's just been great to not be in the office and just have some time for myself, really. Good. So needed. And I hope you've actually been using that time to relax and not do too oh. much. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Although I did have to log on over the weekend just to get some stuff done. But other than that, no, it's it's honestly been just just me. So it's been amazing. Good, good, good. Well, I'm really glad that you're here and that we're having this conversation. Um, as you know, we're going to be speaking about social media and social work today. And this is a topic I've wanted to speak about for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really glad to have this conversation with you, actually. And the reason I say that is because I think you were one of the first social workers that I came across who had an online presence. Mm-hmm. And when I was starting to think about my own online presence and was looking for social workers, you were the first person I think that came up. So. I'm happy that we're having this conversation because I'm really interested to hear about your own experiences as being a social worker and having an active social media presence. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to be here as well. And and firstly, just that I'm proud of where you've gone with your social media presence as well. Um, I know we've spoken before about, you know, trying to be consistent and trying to give each other motivation. But, you know, I think you've done really well with um, the platform you've created. So just want to start off with that. Thank you so much. Honestly, I appreciate it. Thank you. So, Yoande, I'd like to start by getting to know you more. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wondered if you could tell us a bit about yourself, who you are and what your journey into social work has been like. Yeah, so um, as as you've said, my name is Yoande. I am a social worker in child protection. I've been qualified now for about seven, about seven years. Um, currently, I am an assistant team manager, so I'm managing a frontline child protection team. Um, in terms of my journey into social work, I think a lot of it was to do with the fact that I I didn't really know what I wanted to do growing up. I think a lot of people, a lot of us um, relate to that. I didn't know what I wanted to do growing up. And I remember having a conversation with my dad when I was about 16 and he was like, why don't you be a social worker? And I was like, social worker? I think part of me sort of knew what it was, but the other part of me was probably quite naive about what being a social worker would entail. Um, I knew that I liked helping people. I knew that I liked children or the thought thought of helping children, helping um, people. And I guess at that time, I just felt like, well, probably doing social work kind of fit with what what I wanted to do at that time Um, so that's sort of how I yeah that's basically how I got into it also I've had um experiences with social workers not myself directly but 
um, for a family member who's got additional um, needs. So kind of seeing a social worker um, within the family sort of thing was quite quite good to to also have an understanding of what a social worker was. Interesting. And so when you qualified, Yoande, did you always think, yep, child protection, that's where I'm going? Or did you fall into it? <laughs> mm, <laughs> I don't really know, because I think when you're at uni, you, you're only given two options um, yeah. in terms of like what you're learning. So you either learn about adults or you learn about children and families. And I think for me, when I was at university, I was thinking, well, I don't know that adults is necessarily what I want to go into. So it's just going to have to be children and families. And um, I don't think I really had an understanding of the different, I knew that there was different teams, but in terms of what that looked like specifically, I don't think that I had an understanding of that. Um, so like, you know, you could just do child protection um, or you could do um, children with disabilities or you could do um, looked after children. I think in my mind, I wanted to go into children with disabilities. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I fell into child protection and I'm still here today. Yes. <laughs> and I know you've spoken about it a few times, Joanne as well. And I think one of the things that attracted me to your platform is around the fact that I don't like to use the word sometimes that you progressed quickly because I think sometimes it gives the impression that you weren't ready or mm -hmm. it wasn't it was too quick um but I, I share that experience in that you progressed in a way that some would say relatively quickly into management roles um and you've spoken about your experience around that about being a young manager mm -hmm. being a, a young black manager um mm -hmm. and the realities that that comes with so it's definitely something that I really related to would you say that's been something that's been quite pivotal to your career definitely um so I became an assistant team manager about I think I was about 24 um so that was three years post um post uni yes. um, in terms of experience in terms of working in child protection um I think it definitely came with its challenges at the time because for I think for some people around me that it it was a bit strange yeah. um, to have someone so young and in inverted commas going into management but I would definitely say that I was I felt prepared at that time I felt that I had the support around me at that time to enable me to do that job and um, you know I never sort of went into it thinking that I was going to be perfect to that I was going to be an expert at it um, but I think definitely the support system that I had around me at the time um, definitely gave me the confidence the resilience everything to to make that role successful for me and for me to be able to do yeah to to be a manager and and, and do everything that comes with that so yeah amazing and you said and you mentioned at the beginning that at the moment you're a team manager as well manager on team so I'm just thinking you're a social worker you're um well you're a manager at the moment you're on the front line so I know what that can mean in terms of of course all the positives in terms of the good outcomes for families keeping families safe I also know what that means in terms of early morning sometimes late night sometimes and the reason I bring it up is just to say that alongside that and in the midst of that you've then created platforms supporting mm -hmm. other social workers on their own journeys as well whilst yeah. doing that so that in itself your one day I think speaks a lot 
to your passion for social work, your motivation to help others as well. And I know there'll be so many, I'm sure, who are hearing this or who have um, accessed your platform in the same way that would say the same, that they've really benefited from that. Mm -hmm. And I just wondered, you know, maybe first, if you could talk a bit about your platforms, Young Black Social Worker and Young Black Social Workers Network, um, in terms of what they are for those who may not know about them and, and what inspired you to start them? So um, Young Black Social Worker page or platform or creation yeah. um, <laughs> is, is about three years old now. And it's just something that I, literally, I was just on social media one day. I don't even know what prompted me to, um, to, to start looking but I, I was just looking around to see what what was out there for social workers what was out there for social workers that looked like me what was out there for um black social workers what was out there just full stop within the UK I think that's that's probably a broader yeah. way to, to to look at it and I don't really see anything out there um in terms of actual content in terms of actually someone um talking about social work and being quite open and honest about social work so that just them and what i what i noticed was that for um kind of overseas so like in america they had numerous 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 oh, platforms yes. for social workers they had you know for for every um every every different kind of factor you could think of there was a platform out there so there was a platform for male social workers there was a platform for um black uh, female social workers there's a platform for mental health social workers there's a platform for for anything and, and everything out there related to social work um so that i think over there there's no person feeling left out because there's something that they can relate to there's a there's a um someone doing something that they can relate to or there's someone that they can see or hear um that's quite similar to what they are and what, and what they're going through. And I just noticed that, yeah, there wasn't that present in the UK or, or at least kind of in the pocket of, um, of where I am. So that's when I, yeah, so I literally just created um, Young Black Social Work. And I think at the time I would have been, yeah, so I think I, I had, I was in management at that time. So I just thought, Do you know what, let me just, create this page and put myself out there well half, half put myself out there I've half put myself out there at the time because I created the platform and I was faceless and I was nameless yeah. at the time as well I didn't realize you were faceless to begin with okay yeah I was faceless and nameless so no one knew who I was um I would just kind of post uh post stuff on on Instagram I would answer people in the in messages but no one knew what I looked like, what I sounded like. The people that I worked with didn't even know that I was doing what I was doing. Like no one around me knew what, what I was doing. I was just in my own little bubble, um, just creating content really. And I think maybe around the lockdown period, because I think I remember I, I put, um, I, what did I do? Oh, I put, I put a video on um, Instagram just talking about, lockdown and kind of the impact on that on our mental health and things like that mm -hmm. and it was around about that time that I thought if people are coming to me for advice or for guidance if people are if I'm interacting with people in direct messages if I'm interacting with people on my posts um perhaps they need to kind of see who it is that they're talking yeah. to and, and kind of be able to put a 
put a, a face to a name. So um, the first thing that I did was those videos on Instagram and that was sort of just breaking me in. Um, and then after that, I thought, mm, let's try and expand this. So I then put myself out on YouTube and that was massive for me because I'm not someone who is kind of on social media like that. I'm not someone who, you know, it, yeah, it's, it just it just wasn't me. So that was a real big confidence booster for me um, to be able to put myself out there on social media and have people see me yeah see see me basically um and then since then it's just it's just gone from um it's just grown and grown and I've really enjoyed um putting content out on on this on the Instagram page just because of the feedback that I get from people and how much it benefits people and how much they value um someone being honest and you know the videos that I put out as well on YouTube just I think people really relate to it and um the other thing is that people don't if 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 people don't have someone to relate to, they they go into social work blind. So they go into the profession, not really having an understanding of what social work is, not really kind of hearing from from people in the field what what the what the high point um, points are, what the low points are, um, the realities the of reality. it basically. And and I try and be really transparent about the realities, um, not to put people off, but I think so that people make an informed choice and decision about what's to come or if you're in it already so that people can can you know know what their rights are and, and, and build on their resilience as well because there's a lot of things that I think we as social workers go through in isolation um, and we don't talk about it um, because we feel like maybe we're the only person go we're the, the only person going through it so if you've got someone out there who's also going through the same thing as you um, and, and sharing those experiences um, then, then yeah, it hopefully would help you in the long run. Um, and then the network page was literally just an offset of um, the, the main page. Again, during COVID, during the lockdown, um, where I was trying to get a lot of um, black social workers together virtually as, as best as we could do. Mm -hmm. Again, just to share our experiences because um, I just, I just felt that it was it was an opportunity for us to to really talk about how social work is like for us and some of the challenges that we have, some of the things that we need some support with. Um, so yeah, that's basically how the network page came about. Um, I must admit, I've definitely neglected the network page, but it is definitely something that I'm um, actively trying to trying to bring back up again. So yeah, in a long winded way. <laughs> no, that's that's brilliant and. It's interesting that you meant into that you mentioned showing the realities because I think that's what I really value about your page as well. The transparency, it's mm. not it, and it feels balanced and it feels just real. You're sharing what the the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you want to yeah. call it that. And I think it's exactly as you said, it's about social workers being able to make informed decisions, going into the profession, understanding what the realities are, and mm. also knowing that when they are going through particular experiences that they're not alone in doing that at all did you expect that you'd get the growth and the interest that you've found so far um if I'm being honest no I don't I don't think I think in the early stages I didn't think that I would because I was you know you're a small fish in a, in a big pond as I said there's all this 
all these um, well-established um, pages or platforms or content creators over in America. And I just thought, what value am I going to bring to something that's already a market that's already sort of there? Um, in the early stages, I literally used to get like one or two likes, but I just thought, you know what, just keep just keep posting, just keep posting. Um, so in the early stages, no, I, I didn't really think that it would grow as, as much as it did do. And, and even now I'm surprised at, at where it's got to. But I also on the flip side need to give myself credit because I have put I have put content out there. I have put stuff out there um, that's been really valuable, invaluable to social workers. So um yeah early stages no but now yeah I understand why it is where it is because I also think it's something that social workers are craving even if they didn't realize they were craving it because exactly as you said when I was trying to explore what was about for social workers in the UK that was the key thing there were loads of platforms for social workers in America but you weren't really seeing many social workers in the UK speaking about social work mm-hmm. loudly and proudly in a way that just wasn't happening um, and I think often that's because of the the stigma associated with being a social worker but also the confidentiality aspect and mm-hmm. social workers being worried about saying something wrong um, mm-hmm. because I can't remember which podcast it was I, I listened to a few months back and they spoke about um situations in the media where social workers have used their social media presence they've said something inappropriate shared confidential information obviously that's impacted on their um ability to practice so mm-hmm. I think that's a real fear I don't know what your thoughts are around social workers having a social media presence and speaking on social work issues I definitely think that representation does matter absolutely um I do feel like for me in the early stages, one of the, another one of the reasons why I remained faceless and nameless was just that fear of if, if my page got into the wrong hands because of the, um, the stigma that social workers get, because of how, how we're viewed in the media, how we're viewed by people who may have come across our service voluntarily or not. Mm. Um, I just thought, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if I'm ready to be cancelled over um, something that I've posted on Instagram, but I think the way that I combat that and the way that I just continue to, the, the way that I can be confident and loud and proud about it moving forward is that I am confident that there's nothing that I've put on social media that um, implicates anyone, that, that breaks any confidentiality, that even refers to any sort of case or situation that I've worked with um because it's not just about it's not just about you've broken confidentiality I have to think about it in the sense that if that person that I'm speaking about um listens or sees what I've said and can recognize that that's their their experiences their life that I'm talking about how is that person going to feel um especially as they're not giving consent for for anything to be shared so you know, I have to have that balance of, I do need to be transparent about what social workers go through, but I also have to be quite respectful of our of our services as the people that we work with and think about, okay, would they, would they value this being on social media? And if the answer is no, then, then I have my answer, um, and, I, and I don't feel, I don't feel like I need to compromise that to get my message out there. I don't feel that there's anything that I, uh, that is pressing for me to say um that that yeah that needs to be shared on on social media so um 
forgotten the question. <laughs> no, no, that that that's absolutely fine. It was about your thoughts on social workers having an online presence. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I do feel like social workers should have um, a, so, a presence on social media, but I do think it needs to be with, within reason. And I think it's not just about thinking about the snapshot of I want to get this message out here and now. It's also about thinking about in time to come. Yes could something you've said something that you've written be taken out of context mm -hmm. um, if you're thinking about your career growth could something that you've posted be used again used against you at, at some some point in time and, and I know that people want to you know you you want that representation for social workers you want to be able to share that this is what we go through um, and you want people to listen but I think also it's about the audience and yes. about how much impact what you've said can actually have on people. Because um, I think sometimes we, you might get carried away about certain topics of discussion, um, but who, who's actually listening to that? Who's actually taking what you're saying in and saying, oh, do you know what, what, what this person, what this social worker said was really valuable. I think I need to change mm -hmm. you know, this practice or this policy or this something. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, it's just about being mindful of, of how you are on social media and also who, yeah, who your target audience is. Um, my target audience isn't for, isn't letting, isn't trying to change a narrative that, that service users have about us because, um, you know, that, that th those are their feelings, those are their experiences. Um, if through seeing my content that gives them a different side to social workers, then, then that's, that's a win for me also. Mm -hmm. But my main sort of direction, my main focus is about helping you know students newly qualified social workers um those in the field about it's, it's about talking to us um within within the profession or those seeking to come into the profession um i don't think that my platform is necessarily geared towards um trying to change the public opinion about social workers um i think that's too much of a mountain to take on my shoulders shoulders right now so um so yeah so it, it mean, it is, I guess it's also about, well, in line with what you're saying, being clear on what you're trying to achieve. What is the yeah. purpose of your social media presence? Yeah. I agree. And I also think, I also agree that social workers should be able to have a social media presence and they should be able to speak about the profession. And if you look at most professions, they do have some form of online mm -hmm. space, whether it's doctors, dentists, lawyers, mm -hmm. you know, most of them have some kind of online presence to share their experiences and I felt for a very long time that it was just social workers that didn't mm -hmm. and I think you know even when we, we talk about a lot more now self-care in social mm -hmm. work as well and I actually think social workers being able to share their experiences and hear the experiences of others is a form of self-care because often in this job you 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 can feel like you're doing it alone you're just getting on with it and you know you're a social worker you should be strong you should just get on with it but actually we know that there are great days and then there are bad days and being able to have that um, I guess a community who mm -hmm. share those experiences I, I think is is really important yeah definitely do you think that there could be I get or what are the potential positive outcomes that you think could come out of social workers having more of an online presence I think, again, going back to representation, um, you know, I don't speak for 
for the masses as a young social worker or once was a young social worker um even though that is still still my name but I'm I'm older now I'm growing um, you know what? I say that myself as well at what point will I stop calling myself a young social worker <laughs> Um, but you know, I don't, I'm not the voice for every young social worker. I'm not the voice for every black social worker. I'm not the voice for every, um, you know, female social worker. So I think it's about people being able to share their experiences, um, in the, and even if it is just one person that takes value in what you've said or what you posted or what you're sharing, um, in a world where social work can be quite lonely because you know you've you've got your allocated caseload and it, it almost seems like you're um you're left to it um or it, or it seems that you know in in social work we're kind of just yeah working working in isolation just going off to our visits or just going into the meetings not really sort of talking to each other about oh you know how was how was your day how did you how did you deal with that difficult situation how do you deal with this um so I think the, a positive would be someone just being able to share their experiences um and being able to say yeah you know this is I I work in this this aspect of social work um and this is this is how it may or may not benefit you. So when people are doing their research about social, uh, about you know, do I want to become a social work social social worker? They're not just relying on um, is it prospectus whatever it's yes. called, uh, for very very basic um, basic information about what a social worker is, or they're having to go on to what's in the media when they're getting an idea of what social work social work is and they're being put off or they're they're reading things online and it's just not it's just not accurate or, or it's outdated mm -hmm. um and I think that's the other thing is that a lot of things are outdated um I think the the, the generation of social workers that are coming through now are different they come with different experiences yeah, yeah. They come with different life experiences they come with different things that they've witnessed and you know there's so many different issues happening for people nowadays um that someone who could be you know years deep in, in the profession isn't necessarily going to understand because um you, you're just you're just not in it or you don't know how to be in it you don't know where to to, to um, find certain information about certain groups of people you don't know how to speak to certain groups of people because um you're just not clued up you're not current so yeah I definitely think that a positive um is that people are able to just yeah share their experiences really I completely agree and I think and just thinking even on a wider scale, we've got a huge national issue when it comes to recruiting and reten um, the retention of social workers at the moment. And like yeah. you said, when it comes to social workers co considering coming into the profession, having a good understanding of what social work really is like from those doing it now is mm -hmm. so important. And actually, I think that could be a real positive as mm -hmm. well of having more social media presence. Definitely. What about the challenges? Any challenges that you face or? or um, challenges yeah. Challenges will always be um, consistency. Um, I'm yes. the worst, well, not the worst, <laughs> but I can be bad at being consistent. And that's just because sometimes you, I've definitely gone through periods of, you know, you put something out and maybe it doesn't get the reception that you think it needs, or it doesn't, or, or no one's interacting with it. So you're thinking, why am I actually doing this? Because no one's no one's even blinked an eyelid at this thing that I've just spent the past hour, you know, hour mm. or so trying to create for people. Um, so I think it is that consistency and that, and that continued motivation. Um, so that's that's one thing. I think 
um, when your content ends up in the wrong hands, that can also be quite a challenge. Um, so, you know, there've been days where I've literally just been sat home and a notification pops up and I can see the text and it's just someone talking, whatever they want to be talking about, about social workers. And I'm like, oh, better delete that. Um, yes. I think it's also about how advanced these platforms are. So a couple months ago, I, I made the decision to try and branch out into TikTok because I thought, well, that's another audience. That's another way to try and get um, my content out there, try to speak to, you know, speak to or access um, social workers or those thinking about social workers. And I posted a video and I can't remember, I think someone was asking me about what I liked about social work or what I didn't like or something like that. And so I put it, I uploaded it on TikTok, woke up the next morning on my way to work and I could just see these notifications, comments popping up, asking oh, what is going gosh. on. And I looked at it and it was just, yeah, all sorts in the comments and I just thought I can't I can't deal with this no as in negative about negative. yeah it was just you know people saying you know social workers are this and social workers do that and you know the, the, the stereotypical things that you hear when you think about social workers and especially child protection social workers um and I just thought I can't deal with that this this is not what I came into um TikTok for yeah. and I'm happy to just stay on on Instagram so I think it is definitely that um when your content gets into the wrong hands and it's about how resilient how um, emotionally able are you to deal with that because not everyone's going to be in agreement with what you said not everyone's going to see things from your perspective not everyone's going to um want to hear what you have to say so it is about yeah when things get into to the wrong hands and, and people put put um their judgment out there and it's about if you're not someone who takes well to criticism or if you're not someone who takes well to to um negative comments then yeah it, it can affect you a lot more than um than it needs to so I think that's definitely been a challenge um with the social media presence I definitely think that's a challenge I remember the early days um of posting sometimes I'd kind of write a post and then I'd close my eyes and press mm, post. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, let me just post it. <laughs> Thinking, oh my God. And then when the notifications came up, I'd start feeling anxious. I was like, I don't even want to look. What if it's good? What if it's bad? What? I just didn't want to look. So I 100% get what you mean in terms of, yeah, things falling into the wrong hands, not getting the reception that you mm -hmm. planned for, especially when I guess you're putting out a post that took you a lot of time and effort, mm -hmm. thought, and you think this is a great post yeah reception isn't what you expected yeah. so I, I definitely hear that and I also 100% hear your point on the consistency I definitely think consistency is very very challenging when well I'd say mainly when you're doing it alongside mm -hmm. um full-time part-time in the day <laughs> definitely you're right those I would definitely echo those challenges um but I do think just thinking about it now I think trying to overcoming them is hard and I think sometimes you just have to in a way be patient with yourself and recognize that there are going to be times where I may not be here for a couple of weeks but I'll always come back as long as you know what you're trying to achieve and why you're doing what you're doing hopefully you always mm -hmm. come back at some point as well yeah I think another challenge that I found um with a social media presence is having that balance of you want to help people 
but you also need to kind of help yourself um and what I mean by that is you've also got your own life that you're you're doing you've also got a full-time job you know none of us between you and I are full-time content creators Absolutely. Um, I think if if it was possible we would because you know we're so passionate about helping people and speaking to people and being able to answer people um in a timely fashion when when they need it um but I think one of the challenges that I found is um when you have when you aren't present and people how can I phrase this um people are do do you understand not maybe not they don't understand but I think there is an expectation that well if you put yourself out there and you're saying that you're going to help people then you need to help me and that's fine to an extent um but if I've just got back work got back from work at eight o'clock at night I can't respond to your query right now and that's not because I don't want to it's not because I, I just want to leave you to it um but it is because I've got other things going on. Um, but hopefully in time, you know, what what I told myself, especially when I started this new job, um, was that I was going to try and have that balance of, do you know what, I do want to put myself out there and I do really want to help people because I want to inspire people. I want people to, to be well-informed. Mm. Um, so I, that's a commitment that I have to make. Um, yeah, that's a commitment that I have to make, but it is definitely a challenge when, you've got other other things going on in life and, and you can't put as much time and, and effort as you want to into um, the platforms. No, you're so right. And, and some people, understandably, because again, that's part of inspiring, will message you with questions and queries, which is great. That's part of why we do what we do to be able to give um, social workers or those considering being social workers the information that they need to kind of um, do well in their mm-hmm. careers. But of course, sometimes you do get questions that that can be difficult for you to manage when like you said you're working full-time and I know sometimes I've had questions around um you know whether it's interview tips or university um going into do the degree and tips for that which is great but like you said you can feel that guilt when you think oh gosh it's been a week I haven't responded this person probably had their their interview now I feel so bad but actually it's not out of ignoring them it's with juggling the, the nine to five yeah yeah interesting what would your advice be to social workers who are keen to have an online presence to speak about their experiences as a social worker but they're worried about the impact that that could have on their career um so as I said earlier it's about understand so understanding why why you're doing it what what are you on there for Mm -hmm. um where do you hopefully um see your platform growing what do you see it achieving who do you see it um, reaching? Who do you? Who is it? Who is it reaching out to? Who is your? Who's your target audience? Um, I would also say, just start. You know, Instagram doesn't have a, a limit on the amount of accounts that you can make a day. Um, so you know, create create a platform, create a page, and 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 also have a genuine passion for it because I think that's that's where the motivation comes from um especially when you lose focus or when you're um when you might maybe fall out of love with it having that motivation and having that passion is what brings you back onto it um I think also not being too hard on yourself so if you if you don't post for a day or two or a week um that's okay um because actually this is something that you're doing um you know you're not being paid to do it you're not being 
it's, it's not you know it's not homework that that you have to do it's something that you're using your time to do so don't be so hard on yourself if you're not able to um commit as much time as you want to but just you know know that okay maybe do do a bit of a plan this is what I want to this is a content that I'm going to do this is the day day that I'm going to do it this is when I'm going to post it so you know you can always refocus and um reframe and then and then go back at it um would be my advice I think speak to if you're worried about uh it potentially impacting your um employment you know speak to someone where you work and just say look this is what I'm thinking of doing um does it is it is there any issues with that does it breach my con uh, contract in any way um and if the answer is no then obviously you've got the the green light to do it um maybe reach out to other people that you see on social media and just say look this, I'm, I'm thinking of doing this what what do you think what are your thoughts um do you have any advice on on direction that I can go with it um and yeah I, I think honestly it is it, just do it um you know when I started it, it it was a case of just do it like what why, why not um and I think also the other um bit of advice that I would give is is not comparing yourself to other people so literally yes. stay in your own lane um because I think sometimes we go into spaces and we're thinking we're comparing ourselves um I think and, and I know I did it at the very beginning um because I was like I'm putting all this stuff out and I'm not getting, I'm not getting the, the engagement. I'm not getting the interactions. Um, but these people in America are doing it. Well, this person here is, is and, and actually that's not, that's not unhealthy. Sorry. That's not a healthy way to think because actually we're all in it together. We're all here to um, elevate each other. We're here to share advice. There's no one um, space that, that you need to, to be the one to occupy. There's enough room for everyone to, to get in there um and do what they need to and actually when you think about it in the long run it's for the betterment of um of you guys for the people listening now the people who interact with us on on um social media the people who are looking who are seeking out um people to relate to on social media so yeah it's not to compare yourself to other people and if you're a bit slow to start that's okay um you know if you're th there are ways that you can um it's, it's about then thinking, okay, maybe it's not what I'm putting out, maybe it's more looking at um, data, looking at algorithms, looking at how Instagram works, what Instagram likes. So maybe it's about taking yourself out of the box of, oh, I'm posting and I'm not getting the, the traction that I need. Maybe you need to start looking into the science of social media sort of thing and, and you know, thinking about how um, people that you want to reach out to think, you know, where, how, how will they access your your content, you know, what, what are you putting out there? When are you posting? What time of the day are you posting? Um, what hashtags are you using? So again, it's about taking yourself out of that circle if you if you then want to um, elevate and progress in, in whatever social media thing you're doing, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, there was loads of different, loads of different platforms out there. Um, so yeah, just, just be authentic with it, be genuine with it, be as consistent as you can do. Um, but also don't be hard on yourself if you're, if you're just not feeling up to it one day, um, and you need some time, you need to take some time out. Definitely. And like you said, speak to others doing it. I think that is such a key thing. I think sometimes the, um, theme of social media, which can be a challenge is that sometimes it can feel like it's competitive, like you said, and there's comparison, but actually, there is a shared goal every, in terms of social workers being on social media. Um, it's usually to empower other social workers. So mm -hmm. speak to others who are doing it. There's no 
harm in doing that. It's not competition. Um, yeah, we, we've all got a shared goal. So I completely agree. I think there's so many, there's so much advice that you just gave there for social workers who are thinking about it. And I completely agree. Do it. Just do it. You might post one day and then not post again for a month or two. That is fine. That page will still be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, totally agree. So I always ask the same question, <laughs> you and in each um, episode because it's about leadership and social work leadership. And for me, I do really think that you're a true example of a social work leader. And I say that, Yuande, because for me, I feel that social work leadership or leadership in general isn't about, you know, showing what you can do. It's about showing others what they can do. And I really think that that's what your platform is about. It's showing others what they can do, sharing your experiences, and, and just giving, I feel anyway, giving a voice to other social workers as well. So I really think that the work that you're doing sh- is a true example of leadership. Thank you. I wondered from your perspective, what social work leadership is. I think for me, social work leadership is not conventional. And I think that's the issue that I've had in my career thus far, because people want you to fit a certain mold People want you to look a certain way. People want you to have a certain level of, level of experience. And leadership is not conventional. Um, you know, you can't be a leader and you look like the same person next to you. You've got to bring your own something to the table um, to be able to have an impact and to be able to, um, for your voice to actually be able to be, for your voice to be heard, for your voice to be um, respected, for it to be, um yeah you know all all those things so I think for me leadership is not conventional um leadership is also about knowing what you're trying to achieve um and not just again looking at what other people are doing and trying to emulate what they're doing um because I think if you take quite a black and white approach to leadership then you lose focus on people um, I think that if you, for, for some aspects, and I know some of them might be like, mm, actually, Yolanda, I don't think I don't agree with that. Um, but I think sometimes with leadership, it's quite black and white. So when you think of, when I think about um, some aspects of leadership in, in social work, it's stats. It's about, you know, we need to get this done by this date and by the, you know, but you lose focus of the, the people that are running around on the ground trying to get that, that trying to help you achieve that goal, trying to help you achieve that. Um, that statistic that you need to meet for whatever reason. I think leadership is about seeing the person in front of you and being able to not only think about how that person is right now, thinking about that person's um, future in ways that they're not able to see for themselves. Um, Because if you're just looking at me as a person and you're just thinking, okay, well, you're not ready to move forward or you're not ready to become a senior practitioner or you're not ready to become a manager or you're not ready to become uh, an expert in this particular field then you just get social workers who are stuck Um, and one of the things that I value about my progression into leadership was about just having someone who saw the potential where I didn't Um, and I've always 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 wanted to try and replicate that as best as possible Um, and if if I've been given the opportunity to be in a space 
and to, to, to have representation as a leader, then I have to use it. I can't go there and be, be mute. I can't go there and, and not speak up for people. I can't go there and allow certain things to, to happen um, or to accept certain things because, well, you know, I've got no influence. Then I'm not a leader then. Um, and there's no point in me being in the role that I'm in. So it's about using, you know, as much as we talk about power imbalances, but it is about using the power that you have um, within reason taking it to the spaces where it needs to be taken to um, and ensuring that the people around you are able to benefit from that. And when I speak about people around me, it's about the social workers, it's about the people that are in the teams and they're feeling stressed, they're feeling overwhelmed. It's about those families that who maybe aren't accessing the service that they're, they're, they're entitled to access for, for whatever reason. It's about people who are coming into social work and you know they're not being given informed information about what social work is because no we need to get them in we need to get so you know we're struggling to recruit no it's about actually you need people who are well informed you need people who have um the resilience who have the ability and that only comes from being yeah what i view as a leader and just emulating all the things that i've just um just mentioned wow there's so many things there you had there honestly that you said that i'm like yes 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 <laughs> One of the things you mentioned that I just wanted to go back to was around leadership not being conventional. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I 100% agree because I think for so long there's this been this idea of what a leader in social work should look like mm-hmm. um, in terms of what gender they should be, what race they should be, what stage they should be in terms of level. And actually leadership is, is not conventional mm-hmm. because actually what... Um, is a leader to me could be very different of what a leader is to you yeah uh, and so yeah and to anyone else so it's so important that we see different versions of leadership we see representation in leadership that it's not just um yeah the the way that everybody thinks it should potentially be so I love the idea of it not being conventional um, yeah. um and, and what one person you know someone might be in front of me and fits the mold Mm. a conventional leader maybe through age through years um that they've been in in the social oppression through whatever else but actually you're not I can't relate I can't relate to you or that there isn't that risk and I use respect lightly because we respect everybody Mm. um what I mean is in terms of I don't see if 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 you're conventional but I don't see you as someone that I can talk to if I've got stuff going on I don't see you as someone that I can rely on for advice or I don't see you as someone I can trust to give me um what I need to help me progress or what I need to help me help help the people that I'm working with then none none of that matters um and I think sometimes we get people get so bogged down and no they need to they need to look a certain way they need to have this many years of experience they need to have done this they need to have done that um that you're losing sight of so so much talent out there um so many people who don't fit the mold because maybe they've just you know they've just stepped into to management or they don't fit the mold because they've only been in in child protection and they want to go into look after children like do you know what I mean there's you can't and, and and I think in part a lot of that is to do with the fact that there aren't the systems in place to develop um people you kind of just want people to go in and hit the ground running you don't want to use that time to invest um in in you know invest in the next generation um and even for newly qualified social workers as well as much as 
we have the programs to invest in them, we're still getting feedback from them saying, I don't feel supported. I, I've, I don't remember the last time I saw my practice educator. I don't remember the last time I had supervision. So it, it's just, yeah, it, it has to be a whole package and people need to be ready to invest in you mm. and not just, well, you're in the role now, you just need to get on with it. That, that doesn't work. Um, and that's when people make mistakes and or that's when people become discouraged about going into to management or becoming a leader because they're thinking I, no one believes in me no one thinks that I can do it and and or if I or if I believe myself and I go into it I, I'm just going to be doing this alone and I don't want that I don't want that responsibility or I don't want that um yeah that that opportunity to fail um so yeah I think that's just something to to add on as well definitely and yeah and because again you know leadership is also about inspiration so you need different people to inspire different people what inspires one person doesn't inspire another so yeah just back to that point about it not being conventional and there being different faces mm -hmm. of leadership is so important and at different stages in their mm -hmm. careers yeah. so no that was yeah I really liked that but Yoande, thank you so so much for recording with me today it's been a brilliant conversation mm -hmm. I'm so glad we opened up the conversation about social work and social media because it's a really important one and I hope that it's one that continues. Um, I've seen so many more social media platforms since I've been on social media in a social work space and I don't know if it's because I'm now seeing it more mm. or they're just growing as time goes on but it's just great to see. So I also want to say thank you to you because honestly I think I even said this to you in the early days we met your page was one of the first that um that inspired me to do it I've been thinking about it and yeah. thought, look I, I really I've got these ideas I'd love to have a social media presence and then I came across yours just like that and I thought mm -hmm. if this isn't a sign I don't know what is <laughs> the fact that I came across your page you know you were sharing your experiences your story that I really related to so thank you very much and I'm just looking forward to seeing how your platforms continue to grow same with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yoante, if people wanted to contact you, how can they? So, um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is Young Black Social Worker. Um, offset of that is Young Black Social Workers Network. Um, I also have, or will have, um, a website coming out as well that I'm working on. Um, hopefully, by the end of by the end of August beginning of September I think sometimes you just gotta you just gotta put, a, put it out there put a time scale on it and then just do it yeah than, yeah overthinking it but yeah no I will be um oh, yeah available on my website um on Instagram I'm on YouTube we're not on TikTok anymore um yeah. <laughs> well I am on TikTok but the, the page is private and um yeah that's that's me amazing thank you very very much Yawande and I'll catch up with you soon thank you Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Yuande is a really good example of stepping out and doing something completely different. And I'm so glad she did because her platforms provide so much value for so many social workers. I'm going to put Yuande's platforms in the description bar below so you can follow her to find out more. Thank you. Take care and speak to you soon.